Can we all take a deep grounding breath together? Breathe in through your nose. Hold and sigh it out. <sighs> That's the stuff right there. All we have to do now is sit back, relax, and listen. I would definitely say I've dabbled in a lot of things, which is cool. I think one of the questions I saw on the piece of paper was like, what would you recommend to young artists? And like, that is, that is what I would recommend is just dabble with all the things, especially if you're going into school for film or photography like I did is like, don't get locked into one role and you'll be more valuable. My guest, Lilac Milk, is a photographer, filmmaker, and musician based in Ithaca, New York. Her freelance work concentrates on making media for music artists, concert photography slash videography, and music videos. Her artistic expression ranges from performed self-portraiture to songwriting and producing music. She grew up in France and later in Syracuse, New York, and graduated college in 2019 with a film, photo, and visual arts BFA from Ithaca College. She lives with her awesome musician partner, TJ Scaper, and their adorable Great Dane, Hugo. Just so you know, Lilac produced, directed, and filmed the music video for my song, Winter Woods, which I'll put in the description if you want to check it out. As soon as I started this podcast, I knew I wanted to interview her, so I'm really honored that she wanted to come on. I would love to start just by throwing out the word creative process or the phrase creative process and see what comes to mind for you. Hell yeah. You know, well, I have actually, this is why I've been so excited to talk to you is because since you've asked me to be on the podcast a few months ago now, um, I've just been thinking about this, like, what does this mean? And I'm, I'm lucky <laughs> that I have a lot of creative outlets. And so I don't actually have one set answer and it just and that that is the answer is there's never one set thing there's stuff that I do for hire and I kind of have a process with that but it's still different like every gig is different and there's stuff that I do for myself creatively like I love to journal and I love to write and really been like making music um and then there's stuff that's collaborative so there's just so many different like I just feel like my whole life is the process just because I don't have separation from it you know like it's not it's not like I go to a nine to five and I just think about those things at that job and then I leave and then I live this other life it's just it's all happening all the time yeah the no separation thing is really interesting because it can be really beautiful and inspiring but it can also be like really tiring yeah and yeah. I'm very curious are there this is just a selfish question for me like are there routines that you found that work for you to keep you sane Yes, yes and no. I think too much routine drives me crazy mm. and it makes me feel like I'm living this like robotic version of myself. But then I've noticed in times where I'm feeling unstable, it's because I don't have enough structure. It can't be too much. It has to be the right balance. Like if I get up and I do four simple things just to let my brain know like, okay, we're starting the day. This is what we're doing. Then that tends to work. It's really simple stuff. Like mm. I will, you know, if I get up, I'm a snoozer. I have this horrible habit of snoozing. <laughs> I'm really trying, like I try to work out of it. I mean, it's been like years in the making and uh. it's, I think it's getting better, but it is taking its sweet ass time. Um, but so, so when I'm done doing that, you know, I'll just, I'll get up and I'll, I'll take care of Hugo, you know, I'll feed her and I'll take her out and, you know, I'll give her whatever else she needs. Sometimes I'll, I'll just sit and I'll journal. This is like when I need more structure, I'll, I'll take care yeah. of Hugo and then I'll just sit and I'll journal either write three sentences or write for five minutes and then I'll meditate for 10 minutes. This is when I'm, I'm more structured and I, it's been, it's been like a month, I would say, since I've been on this more strict routine which I really need to get back to but meditation and then some kind of movement like I can do yoga you know in this lovely backyard that I have you know some days I don't necessarily need to check in with myself till later sometimes I wake up and I'm just excited about what I need to go and edit so I'll just you know wake up and hop on the computer and get going but yeah I guess it just depends on what I need that's so cool. Okay, yeah. how do you know? I know these are, we're going to get into all your art and all your work and everything, but I feel like we're just laying the groundwork for that right yeah, now. So yeah. how do you know what you need? Like, what does your intuition feel like? That's a good question. I don't know. I guess it's like when, <laughs> when it doesn't feel fearful, mm. then that's how I know it's the right thing. 
And I'm like, okay, this doesn't, I don't feel stressed. I don't feel anxious about this. It just feels like flowy. Yeah, it changes. Yeah. It's yeah. not the same <laughs> all the time. And I, I think that's really like honest and it's the same with me. Like it always is changing. Okay. I want to dive into like what you're doing, your work, the yeah. juicy stuff. Um, not that routine isn't juicy, but you know, it's interesting in a different way. Yeah. So tell me about your origin story with art. My dad is a musician at heart mm. and my mom is always she's just creative in 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 so many ways where she could take nothing and make something and um was always doing crafts with us and for christmas Aww. like we were the kind of people that like we just made presents for each other and there was less purchasing of presents and wow secret santa and stuff was yeah a, a, a part of that holiday creativity was always encouraged I would say. Um, and there was, you know, usually there was always an instrument around that we could mess with. And yeah, so I, I don't know. I just, I guess I just always felt normal. Ooh, cool. It was just like integrated in. Yeah. It's yeah. just kind of like what we did, you know, and this is a g- different generation. But like, and also we didn't have internet most of the time because we, we were, we, yeah. I grew up like very, very broke. And so mm. we, you know, couldn't afford internet all the time. And, and, you know, we just turned to the outdoors and turned to each other for fun. And when college was coming up, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to college oh, yeah. because it's my first, it's my only ticket out of here. Like that was really the motivation was I need to get out of here <laughs> and I can do that on scholarship. And, yeah. you know, I had to decide what I wanted to go for. And for a minute there, I was like, oh, I want to go to school for music. But I didn't, you know, I hadn't been been studying music since I was a child in a way that other people would and I just didn't feel like I could compete um and so I just kind of let that slip away and sometimes I wonder like oh if if I had made that other decision to just audition for a school and gone to school for music would I be in a different place and the answer is of course but it doesn't matter um I love that and yeah but I I always enjoyed cameras and and video and photography so I was like maybe you know I'll I'll, I'll try to do that and ended up at Ithaca College and um here I am (laughs) you mentioned your self-portraits earlier and Mm -hmm. I would love to hear about how you imagine these characters that you capture in your in your self-portraits well I love that you use the word characters because that's definitely what it is people always ask me you know, is this, is this supposed to be you? Are these different parts <laughs> of you? And I'm like, no, they're, they're different characters. They're, they have different names. Um, like, there's one up there. I don't remember what her name is, but... She's, like, gazing off wistfully with a yellow sweater on. And she's in this, like, deserted camper, and it's kind of dark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's probably... <laughs> I forget they can't see where we are. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I would say it usually starts with... It's either a costume or a location. Mm. And I'm like, hmm, I would love to wear that. I would love to wear that, that that belongs somewhere. Or I find a place and I'm like, I, I need to do something with this. There's there's something cool going on here. Um, and, you know, I, said, I know I said earlier that I kind of have to force myself to do it nowadays. But there was a time where it was more organic and it was just, um, you know, like I just kind of like had the idea. And if I was able to do it then and there than I would or I would you know you know wait till I was available to do it um but it starts with yeah a costume or a place if it's a place then I'll kind of I'll kind of maybe try coming up with a frame first Mm. um and then you know I'll go in my closet and kind of see what's available and just it just it's honestly it's really such a flow thing because I don't, I don't think about it. And that's why I love it is I just, I just don't think I just let it happen. And I just don't care. Cause again, like, I think, <laughs> I think it's so true that like, I'm not making money. Like this is for nobody. I'm not making money off of it. <laughs> like maybe someday if I make something for myself, people will like be like, yeah, we want these. But right now it's just, it's just totally for, for, I don't even know what it's for. It's for fun. But I just really like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's like for your own enjoyment. It's for my own enjoyment. <laughs> it's for my own enjoyment. Yeah. And I do, I really, I like showing them to people. And Instagram is like really my only method of doing that. Up until recently, I had, you know, I was lucky to have a gallery show. Um, but oh, yes, I want to, I want to ask about that. We'll hit on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just a super free flowing thing. I don't have an idea about what the characters are going to be. 
but definitely once I kind of have the costume on and I am just like stepping in the frame I have a 10 second timer that's going off and sometimes I'll just like kind of stand there just to just to just for settings reason just to make sure my exposure is good to make sure that the focus is good right um and that I like where I'm like physically putting my person in the frame um but from there, you know, and then once once everything's set is I just I just am having fun and I'm just <laughs> fucking around. Um, <laughs> and it's it's yeah, it's 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 awesome. And sometimes, you know, people tell me, like, do you act these characters? And um, it ranges. Sometimes I'll just be standing there and the timer's going down. And in the last two seconds, the flash goes from like every second to like double time. Uh-huh. Um, and then I'll like go into it, you know, I'll either like if the character's yelling, like sometimes I'll yell if they're if they're moving, like I'll just go into like kind of snap into them for like two seconds. Sounds like your creation process for your self portraits is almost like a performance in itself. Do you feel like these photos are performances in a way or like mm. do you not think of it that way it's just an expression of something and i mean i call it perform self-portraiture oh you actually do call yeah. it that okay yeah 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 so okay cool definitely a performance um because it's not it's like i'm using my person to create the character right right so and yeah and i've tried to like to like i mean some of them are more like the one that you described earlier that's on the wall there like that was what I think I think I was actually wearing that that day mm. and we had gotten the camper that day but that's not how I was feeling that day you know so it's like right. some, some pieces some sometimes they're more real than others I have this one that I made recently of me Hugo had a cone because she oh. had just gotten um her stomach tacked and so you know she had this and I was like this is this just looks amazing this massive dog with this cone and I was right. taking her outside to go to the bathroom and I was like, this, there's something here. Let's just, just put, put, pull the tripod out. Um, and so some, you know, what I'm trying to say with this is that some of them are more inspired by what's actually happening recently. That's kind of been the process. But other times it's just really invented, made up stuff. And yeah, it's fun. It's like that little, the, the part of your brain that still wants to be a kid and explore and play is like just totally activated. <gasps> yes. I love it. Imagination. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. When fun turns into like more detail oriented thinking mm. where like once I have something that looks good, I find that through play, but then I will, I will get really focused on like the tiniest little, like it, I need to move my hand down like a quarter, like a quarter inch, you know, on my right thigh or whatever. Yeah. Um, and huh. which I also love that too. Yeah. It's so fun. And that's kind of, that's the kind of thinking that I use when I'm doing production design where you're literally, you have a frame and I will move a mug like two centimeters I, like oh my god in the music video that i just did um this there's a tea bag and it's just sitting just a little bit lower than i wanted to and it uh-huh. just annoys the fucking shit out of like me. it's still doing it and it's, you it's just in it now it's just in it oh. but my friend my friend my friend spencer who's uh, a great editor was yeah like, yeah he's like i could probably move that up for you and i was like you really <laughs> and that's like the best news <laughs> i've had great. all week you know oh my god the tea bag great. is gonna be fixed like the little paper on the tea bag will no longer be in like the wrong spot oh that is so great (laughs) that's so funny so and those details are so yeah it's so fun right and it's not someone that any normal person would be like that tea bag looks weird but then if it's like perfectly there it'll just feel better yeah 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 no exactly and Mm. people don't know and that's the thing is like when someone's looking at something like and i think the self-portraits they look nice they just feel there's something that feels good about them. there's a lot of energy coming from them yeah yeah thank you um and it's because i think it, it really is because i i i'm focusing so intimately on all the little things so even even i even though i am having fun and i'm like totally dicking around like i'm also not (laughs) do you find that that intimate focus that feels so good like sometimes can turn into perfectionism that doesn't feel good or are you able to just keep it in that like flow state yeah oh that's a great question um or how do you keep it in the flow state I, th- I think too much perfectionism doesn't feel good. And if it doesn't feel good, I just am to a point where like I'll, I'll, I'll stop or, or walk away or I don't know, I'll talk myself through it in, in some way or another and try to put it into perspective. It's there's a certain balance that you have to have with it and a certain relationship that you have to have with it. And mm-hmm. I guess 
I've learned to identify what is splitting hairs and what isn't. And I think I actually think that that's what it is, is that perfectionism is a is a great tool to have. But it yes, you can cross over where you're like this just it doesn't matter and it's not worth the time, Ooh. you know. And so then when your time can be better spent elsewhere, I think is when you start to, to let go of like these these things that just that either you don't have control of like I can't control what the clouds are doing you know it's like right. I can I'm not gonna get upset because oh the shot's not working because the clouds are too off it's like okay try it a different day or just right. wait or you know just there's a solution out of perfectionism and getting into those you know those things that drive you really crazy and yeah. you can feel it in your eye for me I feel it in my body I'm like I feel terrible right right now. um but when it's the good kind of perfectionism, you're like, no, I'm going to move this tea bag up like <laughs> an inch and it's going to look fucking sick. You know, and you just it's just undeniable, you know, uh, it's undeniable. The tea bag. Yeah, no, that's such a good way of putting it. And it's also such a productive way of like using perfectionism almost to your advantage. It's like, OK, when this is happening, like just take some space or when this is happening, just take more time or, yeah you know yeah and with hmm. self-portraiture i can you know sometimes on set you can't because right there's people waiting on you and and all that but with with self-portraiture I, th- I think that's why I, I i like having it and it would never be my exclusive thing because i love collaborating so much and i love so many different art forms but but i uh that's why i'll never stop doing it and yeah. i really look forward to you know if i may if i'm lucky to make it to like 60 70 whatever to have just like all these characters that have developed through the years and like my body I think I have a healthy relationship with like the the fact that just my body's going to age and I'm gonna get wrinkles and all that because I'm like ooh, what self-portraits like what uh, characters am I gonna make then like I yeah. look forward to it you know it definitely it gives me a interesting relationship with myself where obviously I'm a part of it and I am it but I'm also distanced from it yes um, you're the subject and the maker yeah which is super interesting yeah I, that's a, that's such a good way of looking at it yeah I think there's a balance that you know when I was thinking about you asked me this question like what is the process I think there's yeah. a balance of being able to dream about what you want to do oh I could do this I could do that with a song you know you're thinking about it or whatever it is this photo shoot I could do this mm-hmm. um, but then to actually sit down and get it done is almost like a different skill but it's very much part of the process as well and so well I think we all aim to have like a really organic experience it's just sometimes it just doesn't happen that way and that's okay like I have to to do my self-portraits I really I have to push myself to now I do I used to I used to have so much fun with them but now (laughs) I just have to kind of like just put give that initial push and then it's really fun from there but it's not always like as romantic as I think people think art is you know (laughs) i love that yes it's not always as romantic as people think it should be yeah and that's fine and that's that's just like i think if you can get down to that you're just like set you know right because a lot of it is just like the slog like oh my gosh now i'm gonna put on this microphone and now (laughs) i'm gonna put or this lens and now i'm gonna like choose the outfit of the photo shoot and like that stuff is really hard I hate yeah and like the the oh my gosh like when I think of slog I think of I think of the like the um the editing programs and, oh, oh my god yeah. Ugh. all of the editing programs I hate programs. that shit like interesting I yeah I I don't like sitting and like I like having the skills but to sit into I don't know for me to sit through a YouTube video and have like some dude be like what's up this is my channel and you want to learn how to do this today and it's it's so many mm. other like there's so much information and some I don't know I just I have a hard time teasing out information sometimes and I like learning software just annoys the shit out of me sometimes. I get that so much. I am having a very similar experience. Like right now I'm recording this podcast mm-hmm. and I have this like like physical like an allergic reaction to having to run this audio program that I'm yeah. doing. And, yeah, and I just have to force myself cuz it's worth it, but it feels like so separate from the actual art, yeah. which is what you're trying to do, yeah. but then it's necessary. Yeah. But it I, I mean luckily I think I think because I I do video editing and and that's just it's just it almost becomes the art in a, in its own way. So it's it's like this weird right. necessary evil where it's like I have a love-hate relationship with it where it's like I don't like the act of sitting and I don't like looking at a screen. But you can – that's really where it all comes together, you Ooh, know? Yeah. yeah. And so it's this – yeah, it's a weird relationship. So you just had your – you they just took it down, right? Like 
this week or last week yeah it was a really recent Recently. show yeah can you explain like how that happened how it felt yeah yeah so there's a great little side story here cool. um and that's i was doing a gig um this was i don't know at some point in college when i was just starting to you know freelance and i met somebody there uh, and her name is cameron Cameron Cohen and she's an awesome beautiful portrait photographer but we just got to chatting exchange Instagram whatever did the shoot got through it and and it's a good lesson for like you never know what things are gonna connect everything will lead to something else and Mm. that connection that I made with her like she was just kept up with my Instagram and hit me up through Instagram I was like hey I've been keeping up with your stuff and I really like your self-portraits and I we want to either have you submit something for a show or do we maybe just want to give you your own show entirely and I yeah. was like what? Ben Bookout is uh the owner of the gallery that invited me to like start thinking about all these things I was like hmm I have to like come up with a consistent idea <laughs> to find the title of this <laughs> right, show which right. ended up being the things we share and it was awesome and I yeah. went down I met with them and you know we looked at some of my stuff it was really amazing to see well first of all all my worlds were colliding i was like here family that i nanny come to my show and then like like my friends from this like just a lot of people that i knew from different corners came to see and a lot of people wanted to talk to me but it was it was this interesting thing where where not only am i playing all these different characters up on the wall (laughs) but then it's like i'm like seeing my personality shift to kind of bend like i know you in a professional setting i know you because i watch your kids or whatever and that that was like kind of trippy and exhausting and whoa cool in itself but um yeah, I felt so supported by my community and by my friends and that people were actually engaging with the art. It was really cool. They were asking me questions or they were trying to make their own connections through what was happening. And and I, yeah, it felt it felt great. It was an awesome, awesome experience. That's so cool. You're doing photography and filmmaking and like whatever else you want to do, multimedia imaginations stuff yeah is yeah. there anything i'm missing like i've actually i've been getting into music which i've been excited to talk to you oh about my as, gosh. you know a fellow musician and and it's been such a great wow. process and journey and, and i'm excited to talk about that so i moved into this house and tj was already living here the first three months of me living here I was pretty much by myself because he was on tour mm. and then we spent like two months of living together and then march hit and the pandemic was happening. Oh, wow. So what a crazy... I realize as I as time passes, what a crazy timeline that is to move in with somebody and For, to have yeah. that whole dynamic. Like, I love to sing around the house. I am a loud, per- like, roommate. I <laughs> When I'm really feeling comfortable, like, there's no shutting me up. And But when TJ would be home, I would get, like, shy and nervous. And, like, next door, we all, like, we share this wall. And it was our friend Joey who plays in Driftwood and Jack who plays in Comb Down. And he played in Big Main. Um, and I just, I literally wouldn't sing. I wouldn't, when, when they were home, I was so nervous that they would think that I thought I was good. And was, I don't know, like uh. it was just this weird, <laughs> just this, such a weird, a weird dynamic that I had with myself of like, I don't want them to think that I think that I'm all that. That's very, yeah. It's like a weird, humble, like I, I want people to think I'm humble type of thing. Yeah. I have that too, actually. Yeah. I don't know where that comes from at all. I don't that would be interesting to unpack because it's like what's the shame in like if you are talented at something right what's the shame in in knowing that you are doing something well if you know if you are I remember I was like I was like well I like you need to just get over yourself (laughs) (laughs) you are not gonna like go this entire lockdown without like singing you're gonna go crazy if you Mm. you know you just can't be quiet and so really really slowly I just started doing it more around the house and tj you know took it you know obviously was interested because he loves me and is a musician and i remember my mom called me like before the pandemic and she's like Milaylak. she's like has tj ever heard you sing and i'm like no i haven't really played for him she's like oh, Lailak, i think that is very rude and i was so just cute. like i guess yeah and <laughs> You know, like he was like, oh, we should do a cover of a song. And then we got Joey involved. And I think like getting over, like having them to be such forces of encouragement to like record something and then to post it to social media is, you know, was the only form of of performing for people at the time. And so I don't know, it was was just cool. And so I just I just kind of like, again, surrender. It comes back to surrender. I just kind of surrendered to it and I was like okay like yeah am I a perfect singer no like right now am I no I don't you know but do I enjoy it I really enjoy it you know there's is a natural ability there 
Um, and, and it was, I wanted to get over that fear. You have to want to change to change. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, you, you have to like not give fucks about things. You, there's like, there's a right, there's a balance with that. And yeah, I'm still learning it. Did you feel really weird about it while you were singing, but you were like, I'm just going to push through. Kind or was of. It, yeah. Yeah, kind of. And the, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's kind of it is like mm. when you're in the moment and you're doing something and you're like, ah, this feels weird. You do have to push through it. Right. Because you I know you that. want to get past it. Yeah. 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 And I've, I felt that with, you know, even being on stage and taking certain photos of, of people where I'm like, OK, I might be un- I might be uncomfortable putting myself in certain places but the band is okay with it the audience doesn't care really it's only me being like <laughs> oh i'm in the way here when really i'm not and you just have right. to you just have to like twist your own arm sometimes <laughs> yeah i love that really it's only me yeah <laughs> it's yeah only me thinking these things and i don't need to if i can get over how shy i was with singing and performance and all that like i'm literally convinced that anybody can anybody mm. if i can get over it anybody can <laughs> it was so bad i used to be so nervous i actually i have I'm going to release. I'm going to release a single next month at some what? time. Yeah, no way. It's going to be. I'm excited. It's. I mean, wow. it's. It's been a minute since it's been done, and then I was like, well, I have a song. I know how to make music videos. Let me just combine the two. And it's. Classic. I think that's why I like it so much. Uh-huh. Is because I when I am making when I'm writing music, there's like the individual part, and then as it as you know the pieces grow and i haven't fin- like there's so many unfinished things that like pieces um but it's just an opportunity to really combine everything i like to do you know it's like i can write the song no that is awesome you don't have to hire out <laughs> like you can just be the person it's cool to find something that that i i don't feel like i i'm i'm losing any like i feel like i'm my full creative self with this like sometimes when I'm doing photo you know I mean it's not it does it's I love it as well and it's fulfilling in a lot of ways but really when I'm when I'm like thinking about music I'm like oh well, I gotta have a photo to you know put with this song or I could do like so many projects through the song and hmm. I mean that just comes from you know working with clients like such as you like you right. you, can, you know you can sure, be with the song and <laughs> and you know we made a music video for it and so I just yeah. I, to me I think music is like the base of all the other creative things at least in my kind of in my world in the world wow. that I'm in and so I love I love that I'm doing it and that's why I'm so jazzed up about it I think oh my gosh that is so amazing I'm so excited to hear this song. Dude, like, I'm excited what? to put it out. I don't. I don't like to like. I don't want to. I don't want to overhype or, or overexcite uh, anybody. But okay. like, it's, I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited too. It'll be cool to kind of um, put put that out and to expand creatively and and you know in my little network of things. Yeah. So did you record it at home or did you record it in a studio? No, I did no? not record it in a studio at okay. all. It's so opposite. <laughs> I um. So the song is called Here With Me. Mm. And this was when TJ, I think this was the first summer we were like actually together, like for real together. Um, and he was on tour and I was just writing in my journal, you know, I want you here with me, blah, blah, blah. But I think I just pulled out my guitar. You know, I've always, I've loved to just like putz around on the guitar. It's just like a nice calming thing. And I just kind of started making a little melody and reading the journal and um Mm. but I couldn't get through it I just I started crying I had it filmed and I just started crying I just couldn't get through it and I was like wow this is like this is a crazy emotional experience right right now and it was so cool and um I was like okay I should there's something here like I should I should finish this someday and I I could never finish it because (laughs) I was always so shy to sing that I would only sing when TJ was on tour and of course when he was on tour I was too emotional to finish the song so just this endless like circle of just not you know uh, but after you know being together 24 fucking seven right. <laughs> i was like it's time yeah and you so gotta do it yeah you just had to do it i was able to approach it you know from i don't know like a just a different a different place and i think it was like 4 a.m <laughs> i was like a little bit drunk and i was just like recording just what i had and it just it just was flowing supernaturally and that's that's what was super cool with it. And you know, like it was, like I was, I was playing it back, and I was like coming up with hums, and I was like, let me just record that. And those are the hums that are, you know, in the actual recording. Oh and wow, that's so great. It was such a cool process. And as I've tried mm. to, you know, as I've been writing and trying to finish other songs, the process has not been that organic. But um, 
but yeah and then I you know I was like oh these are just going to be some scratch vocals whatever <laughs> um I'll I'll just try to perform it better you know when I'm not drunk right. at 4 a.m right. <laughs> and and I just couldn't get the same emotion so we ended up just keeping like wow. I mean my friend Sam Stein did the mix and he's amazing um and but we just ended up keeping those vocals I was like yeah I kind of wanted to sound like a little bit not perfect i should say i brought it to tj too it was a really special moment showing him that song and i remember like i recorded it that night and then i i I was like i have to show you something we were driving probably like to get coffee that's how we (laughs) kind of like coped with not being able to go anywhere Mm. um and i was like this is the saddest song i've ever heard and i just like played it for him and i was like crying a little bit and he was like damn son like you should you should you should finish this this is like let's i want i want to work on this with you oh and he you know elevated it musically and that's amazing and yeah, that's the, sorry that was like really long-winded no, way of, so of answering the question it's really cool because for me like it's always so emotional like when it's good mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i forget that that's the whole point mm-hmm. it's like that it's emotional and that's you're expressing something and and i'm just it's just really good to be reminded of that purpose yeah and I think like having that type of organic process is my goal every time that's what Mm. I want to have happen every time and even if it doesn't happen every time at least like knowing that that exists is really helpful and like remembering that that exists is super helpful for me so I'm really interested in like how people manage their mental health and like manage is the wrong word um make friends with Mm -hmm. is a better way of putting it um because that's something I've been like working on for a while so I'm very curious how that ties in to your daily life and also your art I think mental health is the base of everything that you're going to do no matter what field you're in if you want to have a good life you need to have your mental health in check and you need to have a relationship with it I have been doing therapy for a year I want to say I think it's I should celebrate that yeah anniversary that's I, huge I love to celebrate I love I just love to like go out <laughs> for dinner I'm like TJ we should celebrate that like I will do anything I love I that. have so many I just make up excuses but no that's great though yeah. <laughs> you gotta celebrate yeah yeah one year of therapy is amazing that's yeah awesome. yeah do you have things that that aren't therapy, but that feel therapeutic that you do often? Definitely. Um, journaling, I would say, mm. is the number one thing that I do for myself. Um, I've been journaling since I was a teenager, and it's always been the best way for me to process. I mean, I also, as you can probably tell from <laughs> this episode, like I, <laughs> I am very much a talker as well. <laughs> But ultimately, like just sitting down and writing out my thoughts and and being able to look back on things like I think that's why I love it so much. Yeah, like being able to to, you know, look at, you know, what I was writing about six months ago and kind of where I was at. It really helps me notice progress. um, And. Yeah, it just has this really calming effect on me and and. I know some people say it like doesn't work for them, but I think it probably must work for everybody just because <laughs> it works so well for me. I can't imagine it not working for someone else, but that's great. I'm open to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Um, so it's like a, a way to just like feel calm in your body or is it a way also to just like figure stuff out or is it both? I, I think it's both. It's mm. definitely both. Um, and it's a way to, to um, just get it out and which is so important because you know i don't know i it's very easy for me to for my thoughts to feel like thoughts on top of thoughts and then there's like a little song in the background there's just like a lot of clutter yes um yes so that i mean meditation too i'll throw that in there to like right you know just to to also have some separation from your thoughts i think is is an essential practice for for me and again i i it's not like i remember to do it every day i don't remember that that's in the toolbox all the time um, but in times in my life where I am writing regularly and meditating regularly, I'm, I'm the most stable. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So that was my other question is like, what is goal is the wrong word, but like, what's the mission with your mental health or like, what do you, it's not even the right way to say it even. What are you trying? What relationship are you trying to have with it? Yeah. Is there, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, th- I think I learn more and more as I heal more and more what a good relationship with my mind looks like and with my body, too, because I've been learning um, that it is 
it's not just the mind and that the, the body actually controls the mind. People think the mind controls the body and it's the other way around because your nervous system remembers everything. And this is my therapist, Miriana DeRozan, um, is amazing. She's amazing. <laughs> I love her. I love her. I love her. Um, and I mean, shout out just, to all the therapists out there. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and what they do for us. For sure. But she is, um, I mean, really, I credit her for, for a lot of a lot of what like the mind body work that we've been doing has just been incredible. And it's it's just like rewired my brain and helped me like analyze what is happening, not through a verbal, um, not through a verbal method, I guess is, I could say, but through, yeah. you know, like we'll do these sessions where we're like, like for me, I experience it as like I'm like swimming in my subconscious and I can, you know, I can. You can feel certain things when you're thinking about, you know, she'll prompt you, like, think about this certain thing. Okay, this other thing is coming up. What are you feeling? Okay, I'm feeling confident. Okay, well, okay, well, now that I'm actually sitting in this confidence and I'm feeling confident, I am feeling doubt as well. It's coming Mm. up and it's getting stronger. And so it's just like, that is, I would say I would definitely add that in, like, my essential practices. I don't do it every day because I need her guidance still. Um, But it has been a complete game changer in my life and it works just super super well for me um because i think when you're you can talk and you can talk and you can talk but you're still it's still happening on a more superficial level and i don't mean superficial in like the the way that that word is used in like pop culture but um as opposed to like really getting deep in and getting into your subconscious and getting into uh really your emotions yeah Um, there's so many so many layers to it and it's just crazy once you start diving in seriously yeah it's that like i have had a very similar experience actually this year i've started doing a very similar somatic experiencing thing and it has helped me so much Mm. like because yeah it's true like there's only so much you can analyze something and that's not helpful on that deeper level sometimes It is if you do it enough, but there's this like body thing that you have to be feeling and like noticing. Yeah. That's always happening. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. And, and, and in this, in this practice, she'll say, okay, like when you're, when you start to feel like using the confidence thing, Mm -hmm. when you, when this doubt is creeping in, like notice what is happening in your body. I'm like, oh, my shoulders are starting to to curl in Mm. and then you correct your shoulders and then you're like, okay, that, that, then I feel better now that that doubt is kind of going away because we'll have experiences happen to us and it'll affect our body in some way. We'll react physically. Right. And then that motion is associated with that feeling. And so if you can kind of work through those things, I mean, it's, it's just incredible. And I am just scratching the surface with all these things, but I just cannot wait to like keep, you know, digging and exploring and learning and becoming the master of my own, you know, perception and reality and, oh yes that is so cool yeah it's fucking sick yeah oh my gosh it's awesome when it's awesome it's awesome like when it's awesome it's right i'm sure it's like really hard a lot of the time too to go down in there and figure out what's going on yeah but yeah like it sounds so useful yeah i mean i just i really i i I cannot recommend therapy enough to like everybody people will just talk to me about something minor and i'm like sounds like you need therapy (laughs) (laughs) i mean honestly yeah like i feel like just my mindset is like everyone if you if you can access therapy like it's definitely helpful for everyone that's my um not that i'm i am not a mental just uh side note i'm not a mental health practitioner yeah (laughs) i'm just speaking from my own experience but yeah how have you developed this trust in yourself to work on your mental health and to put out all this amazing art this goes back to therapy um, that like therapy has has helped me kind of access uh, I don't know if that's what I'm trying to say um I think when it comes to trust you just have to kind of try it out <laughs> mm. and see what happens I mean sometimes you just don't really have an option you know there's a moment that I don't know if you're photographing something or if I'm you know, at a concert for everything's happening in real time and you just, you don't have an option, but to kind of just go with it. And you can either choose to trust yourself and have it really be helpful, or you can doubt yourself and hate your life (laughs) throughout the process, you know, but it's really, it's like an option. And, um, you know, you just have to kind of decide to trust. 
and then the rest will just kind of follow hmm. is what I'm learning. Um, There's so much freedom in knowing that it's an option. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I, yeah. I recently discovered the same thing about fear. I'm like, this is Ooh. an option. And this is not like we treat fears like they're facts in our mind. Yes. And it's just not true. And it's it's an option. And you when there's, you know, you can always choose the counter option, which is, you know, to to be confident or to not be fearful or to be loving or whatever it is. Um, hmm. So, yeah, just making making the choosing and making the decision to trust is, I think, really where it comes from. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's pretty life-changing, like, to think about it like that. In order to make that decision, you have to have the space to be like, oh, this is a decision. Yes, you have to realize that first. Well, that, <laughs> right, yeah, right. and that's why, it's, that's why it's like this crazy, right. you know, you could run around in circles with it. But um, you've been working on that, creating that space, so that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, I, I, but I also think, I also think, too, that, that I don't, I don't know, when it comes to, you know, I guess maybe hitting on, like, why... I choose to to create or why I'm choosing to try to do this as my career, you know, um, I don't really think I have an option, you know, like I grew up, I grew up, like I mentioned earlier, like we were just, we were just, you know, there wasn't a lot of financial stability. And, and for me as an adult who finally has control over her life to not try to succeed in something I enjoy, just, it just seems like a total waste of time. Mm. Um, and but th- and there's this lie that growing up in poverty will tell you that it's like you have to do what you have to do and that's absolutely true but it's it's also not I feel like that kind of thinking will keep you in like this minimum wage job for years because you're convinced that like that's what you have to do and it's just this like the period is there and it just doesn't allow for you know creative thinking outside of that okay like how can I make money to you know, afford my rent or whatever, doing something that I like. Cause there's always a solution. Right. If you can think of it, there's a solution to it. And it's just, and it goes back to what I'm saying where like really the mind is, is the, is, is the key to everything. Because if you, if you imagine that like, this is what I need to do and there's no other option and solution, then that's your reality, you know, but you know, poverty is a fucked up thing and it just teaches you a lot of bad lessons. And, and mm. it, it, I don't know, it's very controlling and it just, sucks a lot of people back in when they grow up that way they just get sucked in that way because it's just the there's just a, a certain type of thinking that you're born into and that you will keep until you find a way to break out of it you know right. yeah i don't want to make settling mm. an option i suppose yes you have this like trust in yourself that you can make it work doing something that you actually like Mm -hmm. and if you believe that you can't do something you actually like or you have to do something boring that's like really limiting yeah that kind of yeah no that is that is a good way of of Hmm. kind of summing up what (laughs) i was saying um (laughs) Um, you said it much better but (laughs) part of my goal with this podcast is to like communicate like how much on the ground work it takes to create this art and like put it out there and do mm-hmm. the editing and learn the software and spend the money on the software mm-hmm. and all these things. Mm-hmm. So I want people to have that takeaway of like, okay, this really does take a lot of work and time and effort and energy and money. I don't know anything about photography pretty much. And the only thing I know about filmmaking is what I learned through you when you did my music video. Oh, like cool. I didn't know what coloring was. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand what video editing was and, <laughs> and, and just watching you do it and seeing the different revisions that you were doing. Like I kind of learned a little bit, but yeah, can you give oh, cool. us a sense of what goes into creating a finished product? Yeah. So yeah. there's this whole, you know, there's a whole process of, I guess it's just different for every, um, I don't know, just for every, I mean, for freelancers, I'm sure it's going to, it's going to vary. People who are working in the industry probably have a more, uh, generalized f- flow of things, but you know, you have to, you have to transfer everything from the SD card to a hard drive or to your computer or wherever you're working it from. You have to make proxies, which are lower resolution, uh, clips of, of mm. your nice, beautiful footage. And that shit takes time. Yeah. Um, and what else is there i mean there's so many pieces you know you have to review everything that's like i don't think people realize how much time editing takes us because you have to either scrub through but sometimes you just have to sit and you just have to watch it all in real time and so it's like if the shoot was two hours you're spending way more than two hours in the edit because you have to 
you know, you have to sit through and, and uh, experience it how someone's going to experience it for the first time. And so right. it's a lot of rewatching. It's a lot of stepping away to come back to, with, you know, with fresh eyes. And, hmm. and um, you know, once you have everything locked, you you know, the coloring thing is, is I am not a pro colorist at all. <laughs> but there is that is a whole world. Except you are, though. You are a pro. I, I you, you know I just started and you get paid for it. Yeah, I but guess. I know what you're but it's saying. It's not like specifically like it's not like if coloring oh, is like the there's only like a specific thing. Colorist oh my job. gosh, yeah, and you can make a thousand dollars a day yeah, being a colorist. This. Okay, okay. It's, oh my gosh, yeah, all these jobs are, are specialized, and so because I'm a freelancer and just the scale that I'm working at, it's just I have all these hats that I wear. Right. But I mean, you know, usually there's there's an, there's assistance to the editors and and multiple editors in some projects. Right. And, and it's a whole, you know, and, th- and then even there's, you know, if sound's an element, you have somebody editing sound and it, within sound, you have somebody taking out all the like that you hear and then you have somebody right. adding all the effect. Like there's just so many layers to every part of the process that it all comes together. And, you know, and then people watch it on their phones, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. and that's right. the kicker, you know, it's, it's, oh no. So it's a bit rambly and, and it's, um, yeah, I'm sorry I'm rambling a bit. No, no, but. no. It was too big of a question. I just like, I, but this is super helpful just to hear about like, it's kind of infinite, the amount of things. Yeah, I mean, it really can be. Yeah. It can be as infinite or as not infinite as you choose it to be. And you need, you know, if you have people that are down to do those jobs, then that's awesome. Um, so you yeah. really take on a lot of roles when you take on a project like a music video like you did for me yes I would definitely say I've dabbled in a lot of things which is cool I think one of the questions I saw on the piece of paper was like what (laughs) would you recommend to young artists oh yes and like that is that is what I would recommend is just dabble with all the things especially if you're going into school for film or photography like I did is like don't get locked into one role and you'll be more valuable you know, I remember people think, like saying, you have to, you know, you have to specialize, you have to pick one thing. And now right. I'm like, I am a valuable person to hire because I can do photo and because I can do video. Um, and it just, it just worked out that way, you know? Mm. And yeah, I don't know if that makes any sense. But. It makes complete <laughs> sense. Yeah. And it's very contradictory to some viewpoints which is like you have to focus, you have to be a master at this one thing. Yeah. So it's, it's really cool to hear you say that. Yeah, I know. I think about that often. Like, like yeah. ma- master, what is it? Jack of all trades, master of Right, none. right, right. I say, I don't care because it's more fun. Ah, like, <laughs> ah. It's actually more valuable, like, in terms of financial compensation and, like, quality of work. And yeah. that makes complete sense to me. Yeah. You know, and it's like, if you want to hire me to come on tour with you, then you, you get, you know, you don't have to hire a videographer separate from that because I can do both. And in times, it's going to be valuable to have, you know, because you can't, you can't get somebody, like, jumping over the crowd on photo and video at the same time at least I can't with my camera um, <laughs> and so um you know it's, it'll be it'll be valuable but but I, I just think it's it's turned out to be such a huge asset to have those skills and to be able to even edit you know um right but hell yeah so we'll see where it takes me <laughs> hell yeah that's fucking awesome dude you're killing it yeah um I, I will say yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you made me think of of I, like uh, what am I trying to say um <laughs> doing the music video that I made for this song that I have coming out mm-hmm. really drove it home whatever the expression is nail in the coffin that I don't want to work on projects where I'm stretched so thin I want to like I figured out I'm like okay I really like to direct and I love putting teams together and I mm. love I love just keeping things going um you know and thinking about characters and mindset and all of that like I like to work with I mean I was the actor in mine so it was a little bit different but right I love just putting the trust of a certain element in someone else's hands like okay you're the lighting person you know we're all going to communicate together but ultimately it's your expertise that's going to bring it there and it is um when I was telling you like I want to talk about collaboration like collaboration is just the most amazing thing I (laughs) love it and I love it I love it um and so moving forward with music videos it's yeah it's, i want it to just exclusively be teams and and um 
you know, probably start with the team that I worked on here with me with because it was just all my friends from school and they were down Aww. and they're also. T- I was like, we are professionals. I was like, wait, <laughs> we could we could do this. We could we can do this. Right, right. <laughs> we could make this our job. Yeah. So that's kind of that. what's in the works right now. I really love that, like thinking about it as trusting other people because yeah. that's hard to do yeah. for a lot of creatives, like me included. It's sometimes hard to trust people, but it feels so good when you actually do it. Yeah, it feels amazing. Yes. Do you feel like you're building this creative life for yourself um, or do you feel like it's for yourself and for the world or society? Is there any overlap, hmm. I guess? That's a good question. Um, I feel like right now it is for myself, but I definitely, I, I always think about, I think about images a lot and I think about the impact that they have. <laughs> Hugo's Sorry, trying to sit on really Sienna's lap. This is hilarious. Oh, oh my God. This is the you. cutest thing I've ever seen. Have you have to. This is, um, yeah, yeah. Grab it. Grab it. <laughs> oh my Hi, baby. This is going to be the Instagram post. <laughs> this is the best moment of my entire life. <laughs> I could wait for photos, Hi, Ani. <laughs> oh my she god, she's the sweetest. I'm very lucky to have her in just, my life. I know the fact that she just like put her <laughs> leg up and then put the other leg up was just like so sweet. I love it when she just sits with people she just met too. It's so sweet. Um, I am obsessed. Okay, yeah, sorry. This is very distracting. <laughs> um, so how do I... How, what uh, is this creative life? Like, who is this who for? Who is it for? Does, does it matter who it's for, I guess, is another question, but... Yeah. I don't know that it matters. I think I have to... You know, if you're not happy, if I'm not happy, nobody's gonna benefit from anything, you know? Mm. And it's like, if I don't have my mind in order, nothing's getting done. Yeah. And so that's kind of been my philosophy with with things it's like get you know figure yourself out get yourself in a good place and then you can start to you know if you want to help other people or make meaning of things whatever it is um but i do i definitely think about you know if i can make a music video or whatever project it is to make people think like that that's cool to me and i want to do that and that's 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 how i felt when i had the show at the rest um um I'm now now remembering what I was trying to say earlier. Ooh, um, yeah. It was called the it was called the things we share, and it was about um, emotion and how like all the characters for some reason, and this is nothing that I thought about. They all like they're none of them are smiling. They all look like they're kind of like going through some shit, mm. and um, you know that was just I was like this is great. Let's just use that as as the as the anchor point for the show, and that is that is what we all share is that you never you don't know how someone's really feeling and you don't know what people are going through. You know, like, I don't know what your morning's been like. You know, you could have had, maybe you had a really hard conversation with someone on the phone before you, you know, like I have no idea. Right. And I think we just like walk into situations and we're like, we just write people off. Oh, that person's an asshole. She's a bitch, whatever. You know, we just say like, we believe these hurtful things about each other when really you just, you have no goddamn idea. And Hmm. I just, it's a good philosophy to live by. It makes me way more peaceful, you know, because I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I know some people that take things really, really personally, very easily. And it's just, it's nine times out of 10, it's not personal at all, you know? Right. Um, I mean, I fall into that trap a lot, taking things personally. And I'm working on not. Yeah. Because I know it's not, it's almost never personal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's usually what somebody else is going through, right. you know? Like, if I'm like yesterday, I was, I was cramping like a motherfucker. Oh my God. And so I kind of like, I was nannying, uh-huh. I nanny on the side of, of, you know all the freelance stuff that i do yeah um and i just kind of had to like rush out of the house and so you know to, to, to them like i don't know what it looked like maybe Aww. maybe it looked like i had a bad day or right you know, whatever, but it's literally not about them it's just that my body was in pain and i had to get out of there you know right yeah um so a little life lesson there but i think that's so important like seeing art as that communicator of things we might not be sharing mm-hmm. or or to give a context yeah. for like what we actually do see yeah on the surface yeah mm. i mean that's so cool and you know music is is the same way it's that you, True. you learn what someone's thinking in there like what is you know especially if someone's a, a lyricist a singer songwriter yes. whatever it's it's not like super romanticized but it's also mm-hmm. like i just wonder sometimes like like do people think i just 
sit around and do nothing. Well, okay, but that's the whole point of this podcast is that I want that's because that's what people think I do. They think uh-huh. that I sit around and do nothing. And the reason I know that is because whenever I go home for Christmas or, or whatever, or family vacations, people are like, so what do you actually do all day? And I'm like, <laughs> and I don't have an answer because it's always so different. Yeah. And then yeah. I just clam up and I feel like a complete idiot. Yeah. And they still think I do nothing all day, but I don't. I'm working so fucking hard every single day. Like, yeah. But it's so hard to explain to people what you right. actually it's not, do. It's not a short conversation. It's really it's not. not a short conversation and especially people who aren't uh who are you know not in touch with that version of reality or what that can be they you know it's just it's it's conceptually challenging you know at least in my experiences you know for that and i mean you know what my friend said this (laughs) (laughs) if you love what you do you'll never not work 24 7 and in a way it is so true and i want to find more balance Mm. with with being able to put things away but i'm still thinking about things. you'll never wait i'm just finally processing that you'll never not work 24 7 <laughs> right you're still thinking about it all the time yeah and i mean and then you know it's like some things feel like work some things don't feel like work some things are some things aren't but again like i was saying earlier since it's all there's like little separation for me personally with like my 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 life and then and then what i do it's tough. I'm still figuring that piece out too, you know, because there is again that push and pull between I know I should do this, I have responsibilities, but right. I kind of want to do this. Why do I want to do it? Do I need to do it? Am I, am I tired? Maybe I just need to sleep in for another hour. You right. know, it can be it can be tricky to feel like I'm not working 24 seven. Yeah, I feel that too. Like it's really hard for me to unplug because I'm just my work. Like I am just the embodiment of what I'm doing. Yeah. When it's when what I'm doing is genuine. Yeah. And so I'm just, yeah, I'm always with myself. <laughs> Which is, yeah. I, I mean, I guess, I guess for me, it's maybe a little bit different because I mm. do have, I have the hard work that I do, which is, um, you know, concert or event photography or videography. Right. And so right. I've been able to kind of put that in, in a box and be like, Hey, that's, that's what I do for hire myself portraiture. I don't feel like it's work, you know, even when I was, I mean, it was, yeah. it was, it took work and effort to put it into the gallery, but it didn't, feel like a for hire you know and it, and it wasn't I'm trying to get more in the sense of like okay clock in you need to finish this edit for this client you're just mm. gonna clock in even yeah. though it's your own house like where you do your other creative stuff and but just like just clock in for 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 however long and then and then you're, you're like you know in at work I think what's hard for me is like not getting burnt out from all the other stuff oh burn on top out. of that <laughs> yeah burnout is is such a it's such a thing. And I think you really have to be able to check in with yourself and say, like, I sense myself. And this is all trial and error, too, for me. Right. Like, I sense myself starting to get tired. I need to take a whole day off, you know, where I'm not thinking about this stuff. Like, maybe for me, it's hard. To, I'm like, I'm like, what do I do? And I'm not because it's still fun. You know, I'm like, how do I have fun not making music? I mean, music doesn't feel like work to me. I think yeah. that's why I really enjoy it. And right. I'm, I haven't been like scarred yet or like it's still like, ah, <laughs> oh, this is so fun and magical and like this process is new. La la la. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. But um, yeah, it's like, I, yeah, it's taking photos is fun. I like, I like that I can be hired to work these jobs and it is, it's fun to do that. It is also work. And it's, so it's like finding finding different methods of fun, you know, that are completely unrelated to what you're doing, mm-hmm. um, I think is essential for not yes. like not burning out. Thank you so much for your time and for your work. Thank you. And for your honesty. I really appreciate you a lot. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've been, I've been so excited to chat with you and, and I don't get to chat about my process a lot. So thank you for giving me an outlet to do so. And, and I hope, people get something out of this and and yeah thanks for being the facilitator of of of, you know being in between the artist and people who want in on the process yeah (laughs) for sure I I mean it was fascinating for me to hear about it so I'm sure that other people are going to get a lot out of it yeah yeah hell yeah yay all right I guess I'll stop recording now (laughs) (laughs) Hugo want to say bye say bye Hugo come here baby That was Hugo saying bye. All right, we out. Thank you so much for listening. 
Your support really makes these conversations possible. If you want to hear more episodes like this, don't forget to leave a review, share this episode with a friend or family member, and join me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Sienna Process for exclusive content. That's S-I-E-N-A Process. To check out Lilac's work, go to lilacmilk.com or follow her on Instagram using the link in the show notes. The Process is presented by Rochester Fruitcast. This podcast is produced, edited, and mixed by Sienna Facciolo. Our theme music is written and performed by Sienna Facciolo, Chris Palace, and Jordan Rabinowitz, featuring Sally Louise on guitar, mixed by Chris Palace, mastered by Jet Galindo. See you next month. Sending hugs and so much love to you. 